Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education where every week, two lifelong friends, two lifelong best friends, you might say, gather to, uh, yeah, I know, I know, to re-watch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I am uh, apparently sitting in the chair for therapy this session, Uh, Sean, (laughs) that's me. It's okay, man. It's a, if it's a wacko of a wacko conversation, then it's a wacko conversation. Oh, it will be. It will be. <laughs> but yeah, I host here. What's up? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hot. I'm ready. I don't know. It's weird. We're like in season two. I know we're really only like a season and a half in, but it feels yeah. like we're like three season, three or four seasons in at this point. I don't know. It's like, it just feels so you're live- that tired of me already. No, that's not what I meant. I love you very much, which is more than <laughs> Rhonda and Nadine can say, given their very toxic dynamic, which we will discuss in due time. <laughs> I don't know. It's also it's, it's feeling lived in. That's all I can really say about about this yeah. this show so far. Yeah. Who are you, by the way? The Nadine <laughs> between the Nadine and the Rhonda. And also, who are you? you oh, oh, I'm Michael. Yourself. Oh, my God. I'm Michael. I'm sorry. There are no Michaels Welcome. in the Hey Arnold universe. There are I'm not. I'm the only one. Not even middle names. I get no, no. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's nice to not see my name represented. <laughs> Somewhere for it's once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great because now we can actually talk about who is Rhonda and who's Nadine yes. uh, when we get to that side. Okay. okay. Before we get there... Uh, like we said, this is Podcast 118, and if you want to listen to more of us, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Rest in Peace. And <laughs> there you what's, go. Good what's catch. the new one again? Good good uh, ears, good, 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 good pods. listens. Good pods. Good pods. Yeah. Good pods. That's us. We're a good pod. Um, but yeah, if you like what you hear, um, listen to more of us. There's episodes to catch up on, and there's episodes to listen to when we stumble through them. So yeah, uh, share us. Share us around and follow us on Twitter, oh. Instagram, at PC118Pod. That's us. Michael does a great job. We love him. Thank you. Um, quick aside, I am uh, starting the video on Discord because I forgot. I need to see your face and wow. Oh, uh, Ronnie, Ma- Ronnie Matthews my face reference, and which wow. we haven't gotten to that episode yet. All but. you like, my friend. Oh, my God. Ronnie Matthews episode. Oh, that's going to be so that, good. That one's going to be, oh, that's going to be like peak Hey Arnold cringe, but we'll get it's there. It's going to be a banger, my friend. Hello, Phoebe. Phoebe. Hello, Elga. I hate it. I hate it already. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Yikes. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, everybody, this is season two, episode, what, 11? 11 per? Uh, 10. Per what just, we see? Just 10. 10. Epis- yeah. Episode 10. We've got the A side with the high life. We've got the B side with best friends. We'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, but first, I want to dive into our live action fan cast. This first episode mm. features a character uh, <laughs> that is very, very easy to hate him. <laughs> Extremely easy to hate him, named Mr. Wacko of mm. Wacko's Watches. Um, who should who should start off here? Um, I could go first, I think. Yeah, I think jump this, in for this... us. I was thinking, you know, like going, you know, conniving, scheming, a little ultimately kind of weaselly, portly. As oh wait, well. Michael, huh? let me pause you. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me, I realize I should have introduced the whole episode. Oh, it's first okay, it's okay, okay. We'll go. That's fine. You go. You talk. I'm gonna open my blinds. Sounds good. So for the A side of this episode, we have The High Life, original air date October 22, 1997, written by Rachel Lipman and Lisa Kite, and directed by Derek Dryman. In this episode, Gerald becomes an entrepreneur out of selling watches until the market becomes saturated. 
And in this episode, we meet uh, the dastardly, annoying, mm-hmm. easy to hate, love to hate, mm-hmm. Mr. Wacko, who is the person we will be casting for live action fan cast today. And Michael, can you start us off, please? Okay. So as I said, I was thinking kind of portly is going trying to do a visual parallel. So kind of a portly fellow kind of conniving a schemer, but ultimately like kind of weaselly once his back is up against the wall. Mm. Um, So I decided to go with a mainstay, shall we say, of 90s, 90s comedies, 90, definitely 90s comedy, some 90s comedy films, uh, definitely a big in a lot. of was in a lot of sitcoms and stuff, uh, Mm. you know, Third Rock from the Sun, Rat Race, uh, Big Al, I mean, of Al's Toy Barn in Toy Story 2, uh, Jurassic Park, Dennis Nedry himself. So I would have to go with Wayne Knight. Ooh, that's a good one. That's but a I good one. Like... I, have, yeah, I have to think about him <laughs> okay, in it because okay, I sure. think he would be like the comedic version, yeah. like more like pure comedy. Yeah. Um, I went with like implied comedy, uh-huh. I would say. Um, this this choice is based entirely off of a character he portrays in The Office named Robert California. Um, <laughs> Which is not his real name, right? It's like a pseudonym. It's, like, it's a pseudonym, oh yeah. I forget what it is. Uh, but it's James Spader, everybody. I, uh, Ultra I think right that on. he would be really great in this because he's like really, really scary and terrifying <laughs> as, as Robert California. Yeah. And I want to see Mr. Wacko do that um, while he's like, screw in, watch this. He'll be like, <laughs> Gerald, everything is sex. As he <laughs> do you want a sex analogy or a non-sexual analogy? Let's go with non-sexual. His, All his... things are sex. Fucking <laughs> hate him. His, re- oh. his real name was Bob Kazimakis, just, in, just, just, <laughs> okay. to, just to double check. I mean, Wacko is probably not his real name either, so you know. It Ro- probably isn't. I Robert Robert Wacko. Robert Robert Kazimakis. Wacko. <laughs> they'd have to fight for that one. Yeah, I I think they'd have to fight for it. It'd be two very different takes on the same same yeah. role. We'll have to settle on that one. But um, <laughs> sorry, I just I just thought of uh, Wayne Knight in in Rat Race trying to like remember how he, you you and you. I know for a fact we've seen Rat Race together because we watched yeah. it once at David's house during a sleepover. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. Scene, <laughs> I just thought of the scene where he's like. Trying to finesse his way to killing Rowan Atkins's character because he's he's like, did you say you had a family, Enrico? <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like me. I'm from Napoli. He's like, no, <laughs> I'm completely alone. <laughs> oh damn, we gotta find something for Rowan Atkinson in this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's yep. His name is Stinky. Oh stinky. damn. Okay, he's well, not Stinky, okay. but well. but that's the first okay. lanky person <laughs> I thought of. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah, so uh the reason I'm in the therapy chair is because I have not been in a pyramid scheme, but I have uh I, I have I have dated somebody that was was deep in a pyramid scheme. And this episode unearth some trauma yeah now, but not I, really but like i am obviously off the clock but i do want to remind you that this is a safe space you share as much or as little as you want will not be pulling teeth for you to disclose anything but whatever you feel <laughs> is pertinent or top of mind or salient i like using that word because it makes me mm. think of like saline solution that's a fun, fun phrase to say this is like the third gerald focused episode we've gotten now third or fourth yeah. now with this yeah. season like gerald mm-hmm. gerald can't ride a bike 
Gerald has to help Timberly, Timberly uh, find Wally, even though it was like yep. a total inside job, like total Shutter Island. Um, yep. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right metaphor, but anyway. Or it's not, but I'll okay, take it. Okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Gerald moves out, and it's not what he thought. And it's like this continual thing of like Gerald being put on the rocks and like his, I mean, really his like his self-concept, his like his self-perception of him being cool as cool as hell, like yeah. gets really just upended again yes i'm starting to feel bad for him honestly (laughs) (laughs) see i have difficulty feeling bad for people that are in pyramid schemes (laughs) because of my past experience that is fair that is fair that is fair so um i i should be better at not generalizing and immediately considering people that get involved (laughs) with pyramid schemes idiots but i do think that it takes a certain kind of person to uh be involved Take in a pyramid bait. scheme okay sure. absolutely yeah well, immediate, Take the bait. immediate gratification just like kind of quick buck like not yeah not really but earning also, the do- value of the dollar as mr johansson I, would say so different but that's that's where this episode differs is i think okay. it takes it takes tropes of your typical mlm pyramid scheme i.e uh you're incentivized to mm. have inventory on hand yeah that fills the pockets of your upline or whatever. And then you continually do that until you're underwater, like Gerald finds himself. Um, But this episode, uh, understandably so, doesn't focus on like that predatory aspect of like X percentage, staggering percentage of Mm -hmm. people involved in MLMs are like getting involved in them out of a position of like desperation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, yearning for identity, yearning for independence, yearning for um, a career that's flexible, but, you know, how much of a career do you get to build in something like this small business, but it's also, you know, insert large pink name here. Mm. That was me seething. It's, we're, not, we're, not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna name names, but it does rhyme with Larry. Hey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does name with Larry Hay. Um, so yeah this was a soft take on that Um, there were parts of it that I was like yep that's yep absolutely Um, he he buys into the boss he buys into the boss bitch lifestyle like horde 100% does Mm -hmm. he fills his closet with the boxes he's got the posters Mm -hmm. on the wall come on man like he he was in it Mm -hmm. and I mean, I guess his desperation was that he wanted those roller blades. Roller blades? Roller skates? Roller blades. Roller blades. blades. He wanted yeah. the blades. Yeah, X Galvanized. Galvanized. Team X blades. <laughs> uh, they're the best blades money could buy. But he didn't buy them with all his cash. No, he, he did was not. flying around. He was too busy. I mean, he was. Then he became like a philanthropist. He was buying ice cream for everybody. He was giving Timberly do- a dollar because he liked her face. I don't want that stupid blood money, Gerald. Get that out of my he face. He was unnecessarily flexing at the arcade because he put... That was so weird. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> Again, yeah. Like, for me, I remember as a kid being like, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. Because, I mean, as a child, you know, I fetishized our, the, like, the arcade experience yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, I feel like as most, like, young kids in the 90s did... But then, yeah. yeah, going in, I'm like, wait a minute. He puts one quarter in to play this, like, Space Invaders-looking Galaxian affair. And then he just starts tapping buttons on cabinets next to him, which probably were idling anyway. And then he just starts to, like, do this crazy, like, I can't, I can't even, like, just, 
what are what the equivalent of like clap push-ups on all of these like arcade joystick uh yeah. console dealies and it's just yeah. it was a weird flex and we didn't even get like an expo shot that he was doing it to like flex on anybody no 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 no. he was just he was himself. like the dark corner of the arcade yeah by himself yeah just stroking his ego mm-hmm. that's what he was stroking was mm-hmm. that um but yeah, dude, like, uh, like I just like even from the jump, like he ha- at least they had him co-sign, which I guess adds a layer of legitimacy that you wouldn't see in any other MLM because sure. why you just Good buy point. and that's where your money comes from is not from anything legitimate. The first thing that is an unrealistic expectation of an MLM experience is that he had an audience. Mm. Not happen. Okay, that, sure, that, sure. That would not happen that organically or that easily. And he had no audience. He had way. and he had audience plants and and which, he had plants, which that made me think of our. Be, yeah, that's true. That, that made me think of our true. Our shared high school history was was tickled by that with our. Oh my our god! Presentations yeah, Cutco Me, me, Stanky does the worst. Gee, I will. Yeah, yeah I will ticking. say that the like, the watch getting smashed. I guess is somewhat legitimate yeah. right like or surviving the smash like yeah sure i guess that's legit um and wacko has billboards too so mm-hmm. i'm kind of like in the middle of if this is like a semi-legitimate thing or a non-legitimate thing i can't really get a sense of the scale of it um <laughs> but yeah i mean he has a he has the ability to sell that's for sure i mean he sells to everyone in the neighborhood which means everyone in this show is idiots apparently basically so, so yeah <laughs> or they just feel really bad um for Gerald and then in that sense they're enabling him which is even worse because Perhaps. then he's going to be stuck in it forever he's going to be stuck in the golden circle recipient whatever category and then he's going to have to continue oh, buying God. inventory to maintain his status and then he's going to continue to have to pay his upline for that otherwise lose his status and if he gets a free vehicle they're only going to pay for you know the name on the title but they're not going to be able to cover the insurance so if he falls out of that circle they won't reimburse him so he doesn't have the ability to pay over the car and then he goes under and then he has to have the stupid car forever on top of inventory and continue to add people to his downline so we can continue to sell people on the dream while being a parasite like mr wacko is selling these fucking wacko watches to people and not shit. even giving a shit about who they are or where they come from especially if they're like single parents or if they're like military wives or like coming from nothing and can't get a job anywhere else so they have to do this and lose all their money in it like that but i'm just letting that sink in that was that was a very very powerful indictment of the mlm industry it's not from experience or anything. No, it's he's just he just feels really strongly about this. He's just this episode just really brought out something that wasn't we didn't know was there. <laughs> this is what great art does. <laughs> it just makes you makes you think. It just makes <laughs> you think. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, no, it's 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 the worst, y'all. Like if you find yourself in a in a company where you have to to make money, you have to uh, purchase the inventory to sell it. That's a flag. Not always, but it's a flag. If you're incentivized to add people underneath you and you get a percentage of their sales based on them buying inventory, not from you, but from a general website, that's a flag. Dude, it's the fucking flag. wacko watch is shaped like a pyramid. It's, safe it's a like triangle. A pyramid. It's a triangle. They knew, they knew exactly what <laughs> oh they were doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They knew exactly what they were doing. They No, this one, like, so, someone was like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this is what the writer's room was like. Is uh-huh. It was like you and me talking about it, and they were riffing on somebody for like, aha, you either were in or you dated someone that was in a pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah, you should write an episode about that and make it for kids. 
and then they just un- they dumped it all on it. It seemed, no, I mean it was pretty like sophisticated. Honestly, like this the subtext was very sophisticated on, on that level. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe that's what. And and I don't know. I mean, I want to see if Lisa Kite comes back around. I haven't seen that name up to this point as far as as far as like writing credits. Um, or Rachel Littman, I guess, maybe was the seed of this idea. So I'm I'm curious to see like if she comes back around because yeah, this one was like. I don't know. It wasn't like overtly comedic. Honestly, it was just this like Gerald has his brief, you know, yeah. moment in the sun and, you know, mm-hmm. he's riding kind of high and then it all just comes like dissolving and crumbling underneath him very quickly. Again, it wasn't I wasn't like really laughing. I was just like, oh, this is kind of messed up to like it was put, yeah. put this nine year old boy in the hole like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a super real take, too. I mean, like, the, yeah. you know, most of the like actual parasitic things were kind of tongue in cheek, but Mm -hmm. like getting the boxes on a regular basis Mm -hmm. is a real thing. Cause like, you know, I, I rambled it, but you're, you're incentivized to maintain your status based on a certain like threshold of sales that you conduct, Mm -hmm. but the sales that you conduct also includes like purchases that you've made from the thing. So if you're falling behind by like two boxes worth of Wacko's watches, you could close the gap by selling two boxes of Wacko watches to yourself. Right. Oh my God! It's like when you're when you're like selling world's finest chocolate, and yes. your mom just buys the bars for you, exactly. To, like, but to maintain been... your golden circle threshold. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously they they didn't need to or or see the need to explain like, oh yeah, the weekly amount of watches you would get in a weekly circle is a free thing. No, he's paying for them mm-hmm. um, to maintain that status of like being able mm-hmm. to sell that much volume. Yeah. Which is the other part of this that's unrealistic is there's no way to saturate a market with a pyramid scheme ob- object. There's no way. Yeah, that did seem just like... <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> that did seem like Arnold just dropping <laughs> dropping economic sales terms. Like, I mean, yeah. Arnold is very but much... He like, did. He did saturate yeah. the market, though. Everybody did. had the watch on. He did. Everybody he did. did. But yeah. Arnold, Arnold comes in as kind of like the... I've heard Craig Bartlett say like he conceived of Arnold as being just this like... He's this little Buddha, which I guess really explains like the moral plot armor that we've often seen. But yeah, him, he really just comes in here as the deus ex machina. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah. and it just made me think of the the treasure chest at the end of Dodgeball that says deus ex machina. In it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Who the hell am I going to split all this buried treasure with, <laughs> Steve? But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think I think it would have been better had like Gerald at least partially conceived of the idea to like pull, you know, pull the wool over Mr. Wacko's head. Yeah. Cause I don't, yeah. I guess I just don't like seeing Gerald. So like witless cause he comes yeah. off so savvy and street smart. I like most other times. Yeah. I mean, Arnold yeah. put him on the, the, I guess, right course as yeah. you will. I mean, how, how good is it to scam the scammer? I'm not quite sure with mm-hmm. that. Um, whether, whether that's a true moral compass north or or south but mm-hmm. um super villainy but yeah gerald didn't really have any agency this episode yeah like, yeah. like he was he was at somebody's i, uh, I did somebody's like i did like jameel smith's like this was i think this is the first time like we hear jameel smith really come undone he's like like what am i gonna do now smart guy so who yeah like oh man what am i gonna do now <laughs> Yeah, he was in a hard spot. Look at I mean, this! Like, yeah, the other way is, it's, it's, 
It's sad. <laughs> yeah. What they didn't explore in this episode is Gerald losing all of his friends because he had to sell the product and every single conversation he mm. had with his friends uh -huh. was under the pretext of making a sale. They were trying to land a new product on them. On like mm. if it was like, I don't know, like someone's like birthday party at, you know, somewhere and they wanted to bring out their like set and say like, oh, hey, let's do skincare. And by the way, I have all these products in my car if you want to buy some. But this is someone else's birthday party. But hey, this is me doing something nice. And this is also the gift to you is is a free skincare session Lordy. using these products that you could also buy for X amount of dollars. Nerd. <laughs> he didn't ha he didn't have to go through that. No, good no, for didn't. you, Gerald. If I were to if I were to talk to somebody who had been through this, I yeah, would just give him a hug. And in <laughs> the words of in words of my favorite, one of my favorite professional thera fictional therapists of all uh, time, it's not your fault. You mean all the boxes in uh, this person's theoretical apartment because their their partner was buying inventory? <laughs> oh my lordy! You know, in the wall. Yeah, those. Of, uh, yeah, the, the hypothetical boxes in this yeah. hypothetical situation. Yeah, stacking up and taking up space in the apartment that you're paying for. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, that. I mean, Ger that's Gerald's experience, not mine at all. None of it. The hotel. The hotel wanted me to drop off some coconut cake. It's it's from the hotel. It's definitely not for me personally. <laughs> it's definitely not for me personally. <laughs> Complimentary coconut cake. He. Is like I mean, he's hilarious in that role, but he's still underrated in that role. Like, <laughs> so I, okay, I know that like, Jared Jonah Hill is like not the best person in the world right now, but we're specifically talking about his performance as Matthew in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the character Matthew. Yeah. But yes, yes, yes. I say I'll just go fuck myself on probably a daily basis. <laughs> Mahalo, oh my God. <laughs> a daily basis because of that performance. I'd love to sell oh you some God. weed, Jeremy, but I'm on my fucking job right now. <laughs> Maybe you can call me later. <laughs> Obviously, because I'm at, you're calling me at work, then you know that I'm at my place of work. So I can't sell you some weed right now. I can sell you some weed when I'm done. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, boy. Yeah, we're we're laughing more about that than, than everybody's we dumb. Do in this episode. Yeah. Everybody's dumb in a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Even the uh, the schemer in chiefer. Mm. Dumbass. Don't be, don't be wacko. Don't be fucking mm. idiot. And get out of it if you're in it. If you're in it, there's still time. You know mm -hmm. why there's still time? Because it's never too early or too late to get the fuck out of an MLM. Yikes. Passionate. Compelling. We're rich. It's because of this episode. This episode just, it 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 opened my eyes. I'm sure it did. It gave yeah. me the equivalent of like, maybe like a, a four-year relationship. <laughs> Um, where maybe like two of those years, the tail end years were, you know, trying to support someone through this and like being supportive. But then, nah, this is too good of a hypothetical situation to share. Lots. Lots! There's a lot in there. <clears throat> Fuck this guy. Fuck you, Mr. Wacko. Unless you're James Spader. Or Wayne Knight. Or Wayne Knight. Or Wayne Knight. Or both of them. Yeah. Both being Mr. Wacko Wacko. Two guys at one death. <clears throat> That could work too. That would also work, yeah. Wayne Knight, Wayne Knight's a big fella. He could just like squeeze into one of his old t-shirts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah. fun. Could we? They uh, could riff off of each other for sure, for sure. Um, actually, I had a feeling we might need to like decompress a little. So, like, my I usually kept my like tangentially Smart. related question for the end, just to like Smart. just to t slightly shift gears. So, my Smart. question for you is: What was was 
Well, number one, was Disneyland your first job or did you have a job before that? Like a regular, like consistent job before that? Uh, I would say that Disney was my first like, okay. you know, co- career, career job. Okay, good. Oh, well, yeah. okay. So, well, okay. In that case, well, what was it like for you, like making your own money consistently for the first time? And were you like keen to splurge or be like, oh, hell yeah, now I can finally buy this or this, these things as much as I want? Or like, how did you, how did you handle that? Oh my God. I mean, I, looking back, it was, it was pocket change, man. When okay. I joined Disney sure. in 2013. Yeah. It was when the conjuring, it was when the conjuring came cents. out. Really? 980. That was your starting salary, starting $9 and 80 cents an wow. hour, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, it was nice. Like I got, I got to buy things that I wanted to, like I could, uh, you know, get some regularity into things and not feel like I was just pulling it out of an allowance. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was enough at the time to like rent single rooms in, you know, uh, like a communal house or something like that. So I got to establish some independence outside of like, you know, post-college mm-hmm. dorm covered by parents or supported by parents kind of mm-hmm. thing. Definitely not enough to like splurge and, and do clapping push-ups in an arcade Yeah, <laughs> using a, a single quarter. But the vibes were there. Yeah, that's true. I think it was the more about the vibe. There. I feel it. I mean, my first yeah. job was Barnes and Noble. I was there for like three, almost three, yeah, almost three full years. Um, wow! And it wasn't a pyramid scheme. It wasn't. It was not. But I was totally not forced to work with a uh, <laughs> potentially emotionally abusive person whom I might have been dating, and she insists that she didn't. She totally did. Hypothetically, didn't insist that she got that job to keep tabs on me. Um, L-O-L. So there's that. But anyway, uh, I do remember like getting my first credit card in that time, which was dope. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I think the first I remember going on Amazon and ordering uh, Wreck-It Ralph on Blu-ray and like the perks of being a wallflower on DVD. And those that was like my first like credit, my first credit card purchases. So that felt pretty good. The uh, the credit card had this like dope sort of like reboot type grid aesthetic on it if y'all remember that 90s canadian 90s cgi animated show reboot yeah and other than that it was just cool to just like i don't know it was just a trip paying for gas buying taco bell late at night after work after Mm -hmm. closing after a closing shift and going home and playing playing either uh arkham city or grand theft auto 4 or 5 and falling asleep at the wheel while playing the game and waking up after crashing into something then going to sleep (laughs) Wow, what a capsule you brought us into. A lovely time capsule. <laughs> That's hypothetical. Yes. It was partially. all it was all vivid. This right. is a very vividly imagined scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good that was a good segue. I feel decompressed. <sighs> yes, yeah. I figured yeah. I, th- I figured that was going to be needed and necessary. Yeah, you know what else helps something uh lose the steam of an episode? <laughs> The second half of this episode. <laughs> the second half of this episode. Oh, let's just 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 go. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is called "When Two Best Friends Rewatch Relive." <laughs> no, it's just called "Best Friends." Share your later date, October twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. Written by Jonathan Greenberg. Still respect you. Directed by Steve Stocky. Still Stocky. Wow, Steve Stocky. Still respect you. Uh, in this episode, Rhonda and Nadine have a falling out over working on a project at school, leaving Arnold to work with both of them separately. The thing that you missed there is that it's a three-person project, so mm. that's important. Mm-hmm. Arnold has to work with the, the two of them independently. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Arnold tries to bring the two best friends back together. There he is, in the middle. Um, but before we dive into uh, the riveting commentary we'll have about this episode, the five bullets I have written here. Sure. Uh, let's cast them. Two more than let's me. Cast, All right. Let's cast Rhonda. Let's cast Nadine. Okay. Michael, you started the last one, so I'm Go going to start. And should we do Rhonda or Nadine? Let's first? start with Nadine because, like, Rhonda definitely makes more of a like has a more of a recurring, fleshed out presence. I think. Yeah. So let's go yeah. with Nadine because I don't know if there are any other like Nadine centric storylines. Fair. I will say that I did really enjoy Nadine in this episode. Yeah, it's true. I did like I her a little better like, than I remembered. Yeah. I feel like her performance felt rooted. It felt real. Mm-hmm. Like she felt like she was actually passionate about the things that she was passionate about, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Nadine kind of had this like almost, you know, when people are passionate about something and it's like, just passionate enough where it's cool or like it's yeah. so passionate enough that they can relate it to be like a super yeah. cool thing yeah, 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 yeah um that's kind of the energy that i wanted to see like explored in more depth whether it was about beetles or whatever else mm-hmm. um which informed my two potential castings for this both both with z's in their names all oh, right on um people that play these characters well that's like cool calm collected yeah uh but also very incensed about the things that they're incensed about mm-hmm. um i would give second tier to zendaya zendaya mm-hmm Oh, but zone. my first, yeah, my first string pick would be Zazie Beats. Nice. Okay. I think Zazie Beats would crush a Nadine role mm-hmm. cameo talking about bugs and being disappointed with her friend, but then also <laughs> specifically um, filling a tarantula cage with, <laughs> with she would. I think she would. Yeah, I could see <laughs> like that. Like that, that's a Zazie Beats moment for sure. For sure. Have not yet seen Atlanta. I think that's going to be very upcoming soon. And like, my God, I need to watch this. But I did see her in Joker and that Black Mirror. Uh, I forget what that one was called. Macy Macy Day or something. Not it yeah, rhymes the, with Macy. Gray. The worst episode of the yeah. Season, that was but, that yeah. was like that was not freaking Black Mirror. Like, what the hell was that? Okay, good picks. Good picks. Um, my turn for Nadine. Your turn for Nadine. Um, so similarly, I was going for this. Yeah, kind of like understated energy, but like this, just this more reserved resolve i think was the best way for me to articulate mm-hmm. it i have not yet seen the bear yeah either i'm just like really showing my ass of like quality tv i haven't seen yet um ah, because i'm worth- too busy watching mid-tier hey arnold episodes <laughs> um but, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but i will get there but i did see her I, she did guest on an episode of abbott elementary as janine's younger sister and i really liked her there i'm like dang who is this yes. but like she's been doing a lot of she's been doing a lot of stuff lately so i was i went with uh io debris and uh that's yeah, good i think that she would i yeah I, was, I don't know she just really fits to me i i just yeah it's, it's an energy thing yeah if not in this role she has a role here for sure yes yeah we'll find something yeah oh you gotta you gotta watch it man. i know I'm, I'm yeah like i know with the food and and just the dramatic dramatic aspects i've been hearing nothing but amazing excellent things so i'm, I'm like super it, stoked to get into it it feels like you know you you watch all the like all the hot cuisine shows like specifically the gordon Ramsayism of cuisine tv uh-huh. and where i do appreciate his take as someone who doesn't work or has not worked in like a restaurant back of house situation mm-hmm. you kind of wonder if this is a character he plays mm. or if it's like you know, semi close to real, oh, just I see. reaming yeah. into yeah. you know your your line cooks, yeah, um, or your 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what the bear does really well is it, at least again, someone who hasn't worked in back of house. 
I feel like it explores what the real version of that would look like, where the tension isn't just insulting somebody based off of their ability, but it's the tension of things having to go by the second and like be all in order and mm-hmm. you know coming out at the right time and incorporating mm-hmm. different things. Like mm-hmm. it's a really strong narrative. The set pieces are really articulate. Um, Jeremy Allen White crushes it in his role. I would say almost everybody in in the mm-hmm. show crushes it. Mm-hmm. And I think season one and season two are just a delightful pairing because season one feels like the I don't know if you know the the general narrative, but I get the gist. I have the gist of the the, the yeah. at least the setup. Yeah, yeah. It's him coming to terms with his ego in season one uh-huh. um, and finding a family, and then season two is the family finding their place. Um, yeah, wow. And okay. it's it's pretty rad. Like season two was a was a tour de force. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm told I was uh I saw someone on TikTok make a like longanisa breakfast sandwich that was featured in the show so i'm like okay fuck mm. if that's what i have to work towards then let's do with this <laughs> yeah absolutely all right I, absolutely i, I liked it almost it. as much as this episode <laughs> wow <laughs> the bear, almost. okay the bear, it's like it's like what um the high life is down here and then the bear season one and two and then best, <laughs> and then friends, best friends aired on October 22nd, oh 1997. Like, okay. Let's, let's, let's cast Rhonda. So then we can get into it's my citizen. Game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's my, uh, this, this episode's my African child. Yeah. Brush my teeth. Through every morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would almost just give this one to you for Rhonda okay. because I have the biggest crush I, on you. I guys. was going to say, I figured you'd be into it, but I do. Yeah. So should I just say mine already? And then, okay, Just fine. say yours already let's and then just I'll give wrap it, up and say my throwaways. Let's just give this to, I mean, I want it because again, this is like, there's no shortage of like crappy, snobby, comedically snobby rich girls in like cartoons like Muffy from Arthur definitely comes to <laughs> mind, obviously. Um, and she's basically this version of that. Um, so I just naturally, I was like, but there are definitely going to be times later coming up where like Rhonda, again, Rhonda's self-concept is totally thrown, thrown out the door and she has to like, yeah, you know, slowly come undone as she like comes to terms with her own, you know, mortality and lack of occasional situational lack of popularity. So who better than the singer of the, the star of the, what was the phrase? The critically viewed. <laughs> Yes, a little bit. Viewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, a little bit Alex- alexis rose herself so let's just give it up annie murphy come on down the job is yours uh and uh sean we would like to i mean like not like in a weirdly like abusing any producerial power capacity but like sean would sean totally wants to hang out with you i love your shit <laughs> I, I, lo- I love your shit annie murphy you are so hilarious effortlessly so your episode in murderville is so good oh, you are that. hilarious mm-hmm. um and i appreciate you and i hope all is well and i hope that you enjoy this episode because this episode's not great but your name's in it so hey there's that <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the part uh you beat out anne hathaway and samara weaving if that helps because they could be Rhonda too yeah but you're better yeah so she would be better like i mean like once like anne hathaway gets all like cutthroat at like end of devil wears prada i could see that that's very ronda-esque it was specifically yeah. that performance okay, okay. that i saw her in and then samara weaving i just wanted yeah. a scream queen in the role too because nice. i feel like the drama from being a screen queen can translate to being really full of yourself really effectively yes i do agree with that you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah those are the uh that's yep that's that annie murphy love your shit <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, yeah this episode happened. This episode, um, this, it's an episode. It, it sure it's, is an episode. It's yeah. an episode where you know Arnold again is uh, the solution to every fucking problem. Um, <laughs> But so. he's, at least he's very begrudging about it this time. Like, I did appreciate actually, like, his, like, very real exasperation. She's like, look, guys, like, we don't really hang out. And you are sort of foisting your respective issues with each other onto me. I, yep. Like, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really feeling it. Like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Arnold, I, I, maybe he, he doesn't deserve better than this because he's kind of the worst, too. But, <laughs> you know, he... He deserves better. Like people deserve better than this, right? Mm. I yeah, yeah. He was reasonably candid. I think. Like I always thought that this Arnold, like second season, yeah, season two and three, Arnold was a lot more like passive and stuff like that. But like, I think he's a lot more vocal, at least as far as like he's he's much more candid with his feelings than like season the, the original like twenty episode run variation of Arnold, which is fun because we've yet to like really bounce back. We're still gonna. I'm really looking forward to what's gonna happen. Like how our take, how what we're gonna do with that part of the season because it is like. Yeah. It's like watching Raiders of the Lost Ark and then watching Temple of Doom being like, dude, fucking Temple of Doom takes place a year before this shit. Like, yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. We'll, but we'll get there. Again, you know, it wasn't like super creative. Like, I just felt like this was a slightly lesser version of, uh, of Oscar, uh, of Arnold is Cupid, like him, like trying to parent trap these two essentially, right? Yeah. Like, it yeah. just wasn't as it just wasn't as fun. The, this for me, this episode was saved solely by the chocolate boy gag, which I completely forgot. <laughs> I I didn't know <laughs> that it was gonna happen, and then it happened. And he I slides, he slides, he skid slides into frame. He's like chocolate pudding snack. Where? He's like chocolate boy. That was two days ago. Well, they don't go bad that fast. <laughs> Where is it in the trash? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my chocolate pudding snack. Like I, Michael, I tried. I tried. I, I did too. I, I looked at this episode and I was like, okay, um, yeah. Uh, so, so Rhonda wants to go to Arnold's house and hook up. Cool, that's great. She does it on purpose to annoy me. Great. Mm-hmm. Red and orange doesn't go together, but the clip arch that she clips out is red and orange in the outfit. So, Rhonda's, stupid, Rhonda's very Rhonda. contradictory. I mean, for an aspiring fashionista, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's really contradictory is how someone is, you know, unlikable now. I know that young me might have had a crush on Rhonda, but how unlikable Rhonda is now compared to the extremely likable Annie Murphy who's in the role. That's a contradiction. <laughs> she might right? be. She might be able to save her a little bit, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that and 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 then they they were on a three way call. That was cool. Like, you know, that's Black Mirror, right? Mm-hmm. What if? two people were on the phone and then a third person was also on the phone. <laughs> I think that's just Mean Girls as well. Oh, we have the Golden Mean Girls cast to work with too. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep those people in mind as well. A couple, can I check in with my, my gag runner I would love right for quick? You, okay, I would cool. love for you to save me from this. All right, this. for sure, no worries. So just checking in, um, it's been a surprising... So on the gag runner with catch these phrases. Okay, well, I don't know if this is going to so much save you as it is going to just divert your attention to something else that you probably hate. So this is me checking in with both the gag runner in terms of catch these phrases and the genius of Jim Lang. We have Eugene's fourth utterance of I'm okay. But it's in a different tone though right i'm okay yeah it wasn't like a recycle i think maybe like did they reuse the same one a couple like two or three times but yeah this seemed like a fresh take but his whole thing like the ball missed me it missed me and then what did you i think it comes back i hope it does because it's like the most like 
perfect like weird little light motif for Eugene. This like it, it makes me want to knock his fucking <laughs> ass out. Like if you were I, playing, like my bullet yeah. says, the fucking music with Eugene makes me want to beat his ass. It's, <laughs> it it sounds it's honest. It sounds like a video game. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Transformers transformation sound effect with like some weird eight bit like. I don't know, like Space Invaders type deal. You're like, it's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's like springy. <laughs> it sounds like springs. It's like, yeah, like, no, it sounds like, like it sounds like you're playing with his hair. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that thing people would do with their mouths in like a ruler back in the day or something. Well, yeah, we have the, we have yeah, the, we yeah. have them. There was actually this old yeah we have a thing in the Philippines called like a mouth harp and that's literally how it works like you just like yep. flick it and you like move your mouth open and close and it just makes that noise pretty much. Um, so I would love to ask uh, Jim Lang how he came up with that one, but yeah, it was just like his like dumb little like dodgeball, his little fucking jig <laughs> idol oh dance. Oh my god, his <laughs> Fortnite dance. <laughs> Gross. I can't believe it missed me. Gross. Okay, and then um, surprisingly, it doesn't get. I I always had in my head that like, hey, Arnold gets said like once an episode, but no, like there's stretches at a time where we don't get it. But um, we had it twice here, bringing a grand total to forty nine utterances of Hey Arnold. I don't count the opening sequence because that's just a given. Um, If you must know, the reason the number is so high is because in Arnold's hat it gets said eighteen times. I might have said it back then, but I'm just reiterating it now for. For the sake of numbers. So, yeah, that's that's literally, I think, all that there is to be said. I mean, honestly, this took longer than I thought it would to talk about these yeah. episodes, but that's I think that's all we have for, the, for this one. <laughs> I will say the one thing I will cap off with okay. is the final version of the project, like, it goes. The fashion it show. Goes. The bug fashion like, show. Bring it together. Yeah. I like, will say that. Did yeah. A- pretty damn good job of incorporating two ideas into a pretty badass project that would probably have passed with flying colors mm-hmm. like very very good i don't know if she painted the wings they didn't look painted if, if you ask me but uh they put a lot of work into those costumes mm-hmm. and it takes a lot to sew around arnold's big fucking head yeah there's that <laughs> um just but just, yeah that's just wave uh, and smile just wave and smile gerald that's that's all they had to do and they they sold it they sold it they you know did. arnold and gerald in costume man they they win. They do it every time. They do it up That's every true. time they're in I, costume. We should honestly. I think maybe. I wonder how many more times we're gonna see them dressed up? Because like banana and strawberry at this point, and then the the Yahoo Soda Bandits. I forgot their names already, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then this, and then yeah, it'll probably happen. Arnold. Oh yeah, Arnold dressed as a tree. Yeah, there's a lot of them in like funny costumes. I didn't realize that. Okay, I should. Hell I'll make. Yeah. I'll make a whole other column in the gag runner for that as well. Thank so, you for yeah, uh, no for managing. No worries. Really it, it's fun. That. It's fun. Yes. <sighs> uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if there's any Mr. Simmons takeaways from these episodes, uh, the first is simply don't get involved with an MLM. Seek nope. help. Seek help. Uh, <clears throat> really, really think hard about it. If you're successful in it, like more more power to you. Like good good stuff, I guess. But don't fall for that shit guys don't you don't want to you don't it. want no part of that shit yeah you don't yeah. want no part of this shit <laughs> and then secondly don't uh, i think phoebe said it best don't trivialize your best friend's interests wait i did i forgot about how like go, awesome Michael. how awesome that was or if your friend's core interests 
Even yes, better. yes, yeah. Don't yuck the yum. Don't yuck those. Don't yum. yuck the yum. Nope. And don't eat raspberries. And don't watch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but but do watch the next one and see how it was. I don't. I actually barely know this next one. Arnold's Halloween. That's going to be an interesting one because that's going to oh, be yeah. a full twenty-two minute single story. Don't be a wacko. And yes, as as the man said, never eat raspberries. Thank you.